1: All right, welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And we are, you know, into the month of March uh, as we are, uh, you know, pushing this episode live and as many of you have been playing along at home, I feel like a little bit of a game show host now with this playing along at home. Uh, we have the proof of podcast uh you know, project that we have decided to roll out where if you are collecting uh, the different proofs of podcast throughout the month, and at the end of the month, if you have uh, the total at the end, we're actually going to be able to gift you an NFT, you're gonna be able to win some merchandise and, and some free ADHD coin. And so this is a new month with March. And so we'll be rolling them out uh, periodically through the month of March. I know for those that have been playing along in February, it kind of got hot and heavy, but that was kind of our uh, initial kind of rollout of the project. And I will say one of the things that's been pretty exciting for me, um, in the NFT landscape is really, you know, I've been very blessed. I've hosted many podcasts. I've been able to travel the world uh, as a speaker, get to speak at, you know, I, I pride myself in my, the fact that I don't speak on one thing or just to one audience. I get to work with a very diverse group of uh, people that hire me, you know, all different kinds. One of my, my favorite ones ever was I did a, a pet influencer event. Yes, a pet influencer event. Uh, there was actually more dogs in the audience than there were uh, actual people. It was called Bark World. Uh, I'm not making it up. You can Google uh, Fanzo Bark World, and you'll probably find some photos of me speaking at a at a pet influencer event. Uh, and then the very next day, I went to the uh, Dental Hygienist uh, Association event and gave a talk. And the day after that, I spoke at Dell Technology World and talking about a uh, a week of of really unique uh, audiences and opportunities. And and I've really just have always relished in the idea of of being able just to connect with people from all different walks of life and and really find ways to, you know, kind of uh, expand our worlds. And uh, on today's episode, we are going to have a fun little chat, fun interview uh, with Tyson Ross, who I can say I feel like is now uh, a friend of mine thanks to uh, this podcast here. Tyson has jumped in um, and joined our community, he actually holds one of our, uh, our founders, NFTs here um, on NFT 365, which I'm, beyond thankful for but i've been aware uh, of tyson as a as a major league baseball pitcher for uh, a good long while and i'm excited to have him on the podcast we're going to talk a little bit about his background some of the things he has going on how nfts kind of came um, in his life as well so tyson thanks so much for jumping in i appreciate you giving the time and i will say i i I really appreciate you sharing the podcast, out and all the you know, kind words you've sent to me. I, uh, it's, it's inspired me to keep on keeping on, and, and I, I want to say that publicly. I know I've got to say that privately, but uh, thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks for having me on. It was, uh, it was funny listening to the intro. I felt like any other day of me sitting here you know, doing something around the house and listening to the podcast. I had to remind myself I actually need to uh, you know, engage in this one and not just be a one-way conversation of having you drop some knowledge on me.
1: well i appreciate that i'm curious how did you originally find the podcast uh
0: so i actually first found the podcast through uh drew and the guys at meta athletes um you know social media being what it is it just connects people and i kind of found the meta athletes uh, project uh just online i think on instagram and then got connected with drew and he was kind of you know educating me as they do in that group and uh you know he's like hey you got to check out this podcast it's it's uh you know, it's it's one of the best things out there for learning about the NFT space. And, you know, admittedly, I'm still a noob. You know, I've been in the space probably almost six months as a as a purchaser of NFTs. But uh, I feel like since I started listening in January, every day I kind of get smarter and smarter and just a little bit more well-informed and, and kind of have a better clue about what's going on and, and you know, some strategies, at least, uh, you know, for what I'm trying to do.
1: So yeah man and I love that and and a big shout out to to Drew most of you know Drew as as the producer here of uh, our podcast he's also uh the man that is really inking all the partnerships and making a lot of the back end of this whole world go uh I believe he's on the ice right now coaching his uh the the high school t- uh, hockey team that he is a part of so uh you know always fun to hear that connection and and you know and meta athletes you know, for those that aren't aware we, we've we interviewed uh, drew or I'm sorry, we interviewed Kevin uh, Kevin Smith, uh, who's the founder of meta athletes with drew uh, a couple episodes back. So I'll put that episode here um the, in the show notes as well. And so Tyson, I mean for those that aren't familiar with you, you've had a a very long uh, major league baseball career. You were uh, i believe from you went to Cal, right? I think Cal was uh, from yeah. Cal into major leagues, right. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and so give us a little bit of like your background, how that, you know, how that all came to life. I, you know, so many of our audience was, we, we interviewed Kevin earlier this year and, uh, you know, just hearing just like that journey, right. There's, you know, you're living a life that, uh, so many of us, especially, you know, for me growing up, baseball was, uh, my first love without hesitation. I was a catcher and, uh, you know, I, my, my, that story that I've shared and actually fun of funny now is. You know Ryan Zimmerman, who has decided to hang up his cleats, uh, is the one who beat me out for third base my senior year. I got beat out by a freshman, uh, and at the time, it was very demoralizing, and uh, I had this like hatred for baseball. And then all of a sudden, uh, that, that freshman that beat me out happened to be Ryan Zimmerman, who ended up uh, becoming a, a great major league base, uh, major leaguer. So, uh, yeah, give us a little bit about your background, how that all kind of came to life, and, and we're going to get into some of the things you have going on right now. Uh, yeah,
0: so, I mean, just like you, baseball was, was my love and passion growing up. You know, I started at four years old. Uh, you know, it was pretty good through high school. was able to get a, a scholarship to go play at Cal Berkeley. Uh, I played there for three years, and I was drafted by my hometown team of the Oakland A's. So, uh, you know, just things kind of lined up for me. I, I got lucky, uh, right place, right time, and, and just put in a lot of hard work over the years. And, you know, I was fortunate I got to play at home, uh, you know, begin my major league career at home. Uh, for the Oakland A's, and then over the course of almost a decade, uh, you know, I was able to travel all over, play for five or six different teams, uh, made an all-star team one year, and really just had a lot of really good experiences in the game, uh, you know, met a lot of cool people, had a lot of great opportunities to, uh, you know, kind of expand myself, and, you know, along the way, one of the things I really got into was uh, was art and just going to museums, uh, you know, on the road, I spent the, the early half of my career kind of hanging out and checking out what was on TV and the hotels and room service. And, you know, as I got older, I wanted to venture out a little bit. And, uh, you know, when you get to the East coast in the middle of August, it's pretty hot. And so I tried to find something where I could get some free AC and it was either go to a movie or I figured out museums are usually pretty, pretty, uh, air conditioned place. So I started going around and, and just appreciating art in different cities and, and kind of getting out of the hotel that way on the road. And that's, uh, you know that's that's one of the cool things that baseball brought me outside of the the experiences on the diamond was uh, you know this newfound appreciation for art,
1: which you know and I it's it's one of those things and I, I know it it sounds you know I and I and I I've, I shared this in the you know previous episode as well you know I feel you know it's so interesting in like this day and age you know we still kind of often associate some you know individuals with maybe the one. Uh, you know, the one thing they do for a living or the thing that they're known for. Right. And then it kind of is like an aha moment when you're like, wow, this person has, you know, this passion and these things they have going on. And especially for anyone that's playing pro sports with the, you know, the overall short lifespan of a, of a pro athlete. And, you know, you've, you've dabbled in many different things over uh, from, you know, from everything that I have been able to, you know, learn and discover. And, and is, is it right that you're, are you going back to complete your degree now as well? Is that what's going on? Is that true is I hear that correctly
0: yeah yeah that's right uh so with COVID and everything over the last couple of years I had a lot of free time on my hands in the summers and uh so I've been I've been taking online courses and I kind of I kind of maxed out all the all the requirements that I could do online and I, I kind of came to a point in the road where uh I realized I was pretty close to getting my degree from Cal which is one of the best public universities out there and I, I decided this fall to go back full-time so I'm um, in the spring semester right now, and also training, uh, hopefully to get back out there on the mound. Uh, you know, come summer. But uh, yeah, it's funny. I, I split my time now between uh, two kids. I don't know how you do three. That's impressive. And uh, homework, and then also training to to try and get back out on the mound and pitch a little bit more.
1: So I, I mean, I don't know how you're doing all that. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. The the kids are 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 definitely a handful. And, and going back to school too. And I think that's such a you know it's, you know they're. I think COVID, you know, we, I think we're going to look back many years from now on what COVID is kind of uh, the doors and things that have opened up uh, because of, you know, this forced stop in our, in our lives. And, you know, unfortunately right now with major league baseball being forced stop across the board and for those that don't follow the sport, unfortunately, you know, the news over the last 24 hours wasn't as good as what we thought the news was a couple of days ago, as far as uh, the lockout goes. But, um, you know, I, you know, I think it's so interesting on that idea of like what, you know, opportunities come to life. And I I would argue for me, like the NFTs, I, I don't believe I'm able to dive in and really commit what I have been able to commit uh if if COVID didn't happen. My you know with me going on the road like I had um and really just speaking and a lot of the, you know I probably would have dabbled, but I wouldn't have been able to do uh, what we're doing here. And so I'm curious from you, you, know, you mentioned, you know, you discovered meta athletes, you have, you know, kind of a love for art. I love that you're, you're doing something with your brother as well. I have, I'm the oldest of, of three boys. So, uh, you know, being able to collaborate with your brother has to be uh, a pretty cool opportunity, but I would say like, I'm curious just from a standpoint of like right now in you know, your day to day, like what is the things that get you most excited? Like all the things you have going on. I know, of course, being a parent has to be one of them, but besides being a parent, like what are the things that you have that are, you know, kind of getting you excited and, 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 really kind of invoking your passion
0: uh yeah i mean first and foremost is being a parent i've got a, a son that it's almost three and then my my baby's uh almost three months so they're a lot of fun um and then on top of that is uh it's it's two things it's i would say it's it's learning and sharing knowledge so the opportunity to go back to school right now to to learn to further my education to try and get this degree um to to kind of learn in the NFT space too. You know, every day I get to listen to the podcast. I get to educate myself, whether it's listening to you, other experts, checking out things in discord or Twitter and, and just kind of navigate that space. I, I enjoy learning and trying to, you know, progress where I'm at and just get better every single day in one way or another. And then also just, uh, you know, sharing, sharing knowledge, uh, you know, being back on campus, I have the unique opportunity to kind of be around that college baseball team. So, after class, I kind of pop in and, and work out with them, throw with them, and then watch the guys throw. And you know, if I have any little tips or tricks for them while they're, you know, trying to navigate their college season that they just started, I've been able to, uh, you know, work with the pitchers in the bullpen and just be around the guys. And it's been it's been fun because I forget what it's like to be at that age and be so close to breaking through from being an amateur to a professional, like so many of those guys are. It's uh, it's cool to just kind of encourage them and give them any any little tips when I can.
1: I love that. And I, and I love, you know, three month old too. Wow. You definitely, that's definitely your hands full. Uh, and I, and I know like a couple of times, uh, you know, I've tried to pull you up on a Twitter space or, or messaged and usually that, that three month old is in your hands. Right. And so it's like, the last thing I want to do is, uh, wake a sleeping baby. So, um, I, I appreciate that on both sides. And, and I love that you mentioned kind of learning and educating. Right. And I think, you know, I, I'm curious from, you know, from a standpoint of, you know, not only the learning and educating part, but the idea of like, you're able to inspire youth because so many you've kind of been able to chart, you know, a major league career that many uh, are looking up to, but you've also kind of taken on the role of, you know, being, you know, kind of being a part of committees and being, I don't know if you consider yourself uh, an activist, but I would say a uh, uh, a voice that, you know, you're using your platform. I'm curious, how, how does that kind of balance in your kind of day to day? Because, you know, with all the things going on in the world, of course, uh, you know, I think we've all kind of had to reexamine, uh, you know, our role as you know, activists and, and allies and, and those that are standing up for others. And, you know, and I, I, appreciate how you kind of share that on, uh, your platform. So I'm just curious how that kind of comes to life for you and how you think of that yourself.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm an introverted person and, and getting out there and, and speaking and voicing my opinion isn't the easiest thing to do, but I realize the, how necessary it is. And I think, um, especially in the last couple of years here, everyone's ability to voice their opinion and stand up for what is right is super, super important. And I think uh, a lot of times we think, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to stand out. I don't want to be singled out and and receive any judgment or criticism for what I may say. But I think that's the most important thing that a lot of us can do is, you know, band together and and stand up for what's right, do more good together. And I mean, just like you say, like, you know, the we is greater than me is is so true in so many things. And I'm starting to realize that that it's it's less about what what I'm tentative to do because of myself, and what's more important for the greater good of everybody. And so that's why I've been more vocal, more more active in you know standing up for certain things and. And really, just trying to move the needle in the right direction.
1: Now, I and I and I, I'm sure you get you know tons of requests, tons of things that are kind of coming at you as far as things to be a part of. And you know, I mentioned you know the the project uh, loyal to the, to my soil uh, that you've done with your with your brother. And, and you know, I think one of our first conversations we had was you know one of the things that I've looked at from an NFT perspective is like how do we you know how do we truly map you know, offline experiences and online experiences. And then also how does this whole world kind of work in a, you know, a layer of transparency? And, you know, and I was very, I was very blessed. Like for me, you know, my baseball career uh, for what, what it was before it ended in high school. And, you know, I ended up, ended up playing hockey because of knee surgery. But like for me, like the the camps, the, the different things that I was able to participate, especially in Virginia Beach, Virginia, where I uh, ended up, you know, spending most of my my baseball days. So much of that access to, you know, the major leaguers that were coming back. You know, I remember, you know, even, you know, we were going to, you know, different, uh, you know, outings that were there in the local area. And uh, I shared with you before, you know, I, I was able to participate in in the Bruce Smith. Uh, golf outing where I got to you know g- golf with one of my uh, sports heroes in Jerome Bettis from uh, the Steelers. and And I'm sure you get like, you know, there's so many things going on, so many things that are kind of pulling you in different directions. But I also know like, you know, part of it is like, you know, where can I make like that biggest impact? Talk to us a little bit about what you, what you're, what loyal to my soil is and like how that's kind of Uh, formulating, because I actually wanted to kind of tie that into some NFT ideas I had that I'll kind of throw at you uh, as we kind of go. But if you could set the stage, give us a little background on uh, Loyal to My Soil.
0: Yeah, so Loyal to My Soil is an idea that my brother and I came up with over the the initial stages of COVID in 2020. And being out here in in Northern California, we were uh, particularly restricted. And we had full stay at home orders uh, for the first few months. And you know, while I was sitting at home like everyone else was, I, I was looking for ways that I could really make an impact. And uh, through searching online, I kind of found some organizations within the city of Oakland where, where I grew up and and really kind of was aware of, uh, the, excuse me, uh, it was brought to my attention how impacted the youth were going to be affected at the end of COVID due to budget cuts and, you know, particularly within the game of baseball, which is my passion, I realized, hey, these kids aren't going to have an opportunity to play baseball on the other side of this COVID thing because of, uh, you know, budget cuts and things like that. So basically, I I put my head together with my brothers and we came up with this idea on how to create free baseball camps for kids in the inner city and really just kind of give them an opportunity to get their foot in the door with the game of baseball. And we've been putting on camps uh, a couple every year ever since. And I mean, it's a really great thing for the community because the camps are free. We bring out current and former uh, professional and college players from the community and really just try and not only give high quality instruction, but also, uh, you know, inspire the kids to see that, hey, these guys from my neighborhood that look like me have gone on to do great things in the game of baseball and they see it as a, as a path forward for them. And, you know, not every kid's going to be a major league player. You know, sometimes Zimmerman comes along and takes your spot senior year, but I think <laughs> One grows up to have those those fond memories of playing baseball when you're a kid and and you know we really just wanted to make sure that we gave kids an opportunity to have the same fun growing up that we did as when we were kids
1: so I'm curious too so like you know, you kind of pull a lot of you have a lot of things going on a lot of you know know not only things that you're able to you know participate in but like you said you, you know you're able to give back as well as learning and going back to school and you know kind of the activist role on top of being a dad I mean that's you have your hands full no doubt and I'm curious, like you know, as NFTs have kind of come into your world, like what aspect of them has like kind of attracted you or kind of opened your eyes the most? Because, I mean, let's face it, there's so many things going on right now. I think you know there it would be easy to kind of to see the fact like, okay, hey, NFTs might not be something I want to spend the time you know learning or consuming. What about this space or this arena really kind of uh, you know opened your mind?
0: Uh, It's a a few factors, really. I think it's uh, number one, the community. Um, You know, I was a big guy. Like I loved Reddit. Reddit was great because I could tap in directly to, you know, whoever my people were, whatever my interests were. And so the aspect of community within the NFT space is really cool for me because, you know, there's all sorts of projects out there, whether it's mental health, something to do with baseball, something to do with video games, whatever it may be. You can you know you can not only tap into it but you can also be an active participant and a part owner basically by owning an NFT. So that's that's really cool. And then uh, just the growth of the space. Like I, I grew up in the Bay Area. Um, my off-season training facility was right down the street from from Facebook. So for eight years, five days a week for the entire off-season, I drove back and forth past Facebook, and I've seen how that place has grown over the years. And so when I heard about NFTs. I knew what the, the growth potential was in the tech in the in technology and in that space. And I was like, you know what? I didn't have a chance to get in on Facebook, but I have a chance to join something in this NFT space and, and see it grow and, you know, potentially be, you know, someone early in the space. So I'm not going to miss the boat on that. And, you know, it's been a lot of fun just, just joining these communities, seeing these different projects, hearing the different ideas. And there's so much utilization within the space that it's uh It's it's just as creative as you can be with it. It's really cool to see which direction people are trying to take things.
1: No, and I I appreciate that too. Right, and I think that community aspect. You know, it's partially why I love asking that question because I think there. You know, community can be. Kind of viewed in so many different directions right and having you know people that you can explore you know new things and new topics with and and also kind of you know kind of you know kind of branching out as well as branching in on on where we can learn and i'm curious from those that you know your fellow you know major leaguers those that are in your circle, what is their kind of take on nfts right now because I know what You know, we we, we kind of heard a little bit recently, um, you know, and actually, you know, full transparency. you know, here on the, you know, we're buying an NFT every single day for a a year. And one of the projects that we actually bought was uh, De'Aaron Fox's uh, project, which recently just made the news um, that, you know, he is kind of realized he was a little overwhelmed with his uh, his NFT rollout. And uh, it's getting some I wouldn't say I would say bad publicity, but, um, you know, he's figuring out like what how to balance you know, the the major league role and his commitment to his team, as well as kind of like that personal brand, uh, you know, drop. And, you know, I know, you know, you're familiar. We've talked about, you know, uh, Evan Mendoza, who's going to be a, a guest here on the podcast uh, upcoming as well, who's uh, dropped his NFT, which is the Diamond Dogs. Um, so I'm curious, like, just from your circle, are, are people, you know, where, what is your circle of, you know, major leaguers and those that are, you know, at that level? How are they looking at this space from from your side?
0: Uh, it's interesting because it's definitely a mixed bag. You know, some people are all in and other people are like, "Nah, that sounds, that sounds sketchy or not for me or, you know, that's a cash grab. But um, I think the people that really start to look at things and understand it uh, really see the value in it, especially guys that are either into art or into just, just the community of these projects. I mean, that's been one of the hardest things through COVID and, and you know, this, this pending lockout here is, you know, we're, we're guys that are always a member of a team. And I haven't had a team so it's you know by joining these projects I'm it's like hey I'm a part of this team you know you see my my in-betweeners or I'm part of the in-betweeners team like like that's a really cool part of it for me because you know without that locker room uh, family it's a, it's a big part of what my life has been has been missing so you know joining these different teams has been pretty cool uh, you know one guy that that really really actually introduced me to the space was Matt Caesar And, uh, you know, we were teammates in San Diego. We bonded over our love of art away from the field. And, you know, I'll probably have on seven or eight of his paintings in the house. But, you know, he got he got into NFTs about a year ago, told me about it. And he was like, dude, you got to look at this space. It's super cool. And, you know, ever since I've been I've been looking into it, diving in, uh, you know, his artwork's amazing. So it's interesting because there's a mixed bag. You know, some guys are into it. Some guys aren't. You see all the NFL guys, NBA players that have the board aides, like obviously that's a different, different level of engagement. And maybe that's more of just like a social status thing, but I think you're going to see a lot more athletes getting in on the ground floor of different projects as far as being active members in the community, more so than guys trying to launch projects like Fox and, you know, make some money off of it because it is, it's a lot, it's a lot of, uh. It's a lot of work, and you know I think guys need to be really educated before they jump in and you know hopefully they don't leave a whole community hanging like that
1: you know and I, and I appreciate you sharing that you know like that side and i and i uh, I tagged you know matt's uh, artwork here actually the one he posted today about um ukraine i it like hit me right in the Right in the fields, and I and I love his art as well. And we, you know, this is a little bit of alpha for those that are listening to this episode. Uh, Matt has agreed to join us for uh, a, as a guest on one of the upcoming uh, episodes of the podcast as well. So, uh, you know, for me, that's kind of like a, you know, this is a little bit of the selfish of selfish plays that I can rope in some uh, some amazing uh, major leaguers uh, across different teams, different backgrounds. Uh, I know a couple of the the Clemens uh, family was in here uh, earlier, listening via the Twitter space, and you know, they're part of the the meta athletes piece and i will say like what you mentioned right there you know tyson i think to me that's the reason when when kevin and when drew kind of reached out to me to join uh forces with meta athletes you know i kept looking at projects being like you know i'm i don't you know maybe i'll just launch my own i don't need to be involved in these projects, but the idea that you know there does need to be an element of education, education on like not only education on this space, like we all need education on the web three space. And you know, like I spent I, I spent more hours than most people want to know uh yesterday on DAOs and understanding going deep into uh what a DAO what a DAO means uh in a you know the tax world and and how we can look at DAOs to uh reexamine the way that we even you know bring money together and, and crowdsource and and a lot of those things, and, and you know, the constant education is definitely one. But you know, with meta athletes, that was one of the things that whenever Kevin said, "Hey, I want to be able to," you know, create a foundation for athletes to be able to come join a part of an NFT project. But this NFT project can ultimately help them launch their own, help them collaborate with other athletes, bring a lot of these things to life. And, and you know, a lot of it is that idea where you know, for me, it's really hard when you know i got, i had a couple of people ping me about the the fox side and i was like you know how many athletes that i'm talking to that are wanting to do it the other way right they're they they don't want it to be a cash grab they actually want to find ways to give back to their local area their foundation they want to be able to tap into local artists and i think it's unfortunate that a lot of the you know the public press that you know happens to be out there around different you know sports, different athletes, different celebrities, even. And you know we we both are part of the in betweeners, which is a project that you know we many of us love, which is the uh, you know Justin Bieber is involved um, in that project. But you know that that also is a project that you know from the outside in can definitely be looked at as you know, like how, how involved is that team? And like, what is their goals and their mission? And, you know, I, I do look at that, that, like that true element of, of community. And so I'm curious, you know, I mentioned, uh, you're loyal to, uh, to my soil project and, you know, you're, you know, what you're building there with your brother and being able to, you know, bring not only, you know, bringing back baseball to inner city kids, but, you know, really being able to connect the dots and say, Hey, I was there and this is where you can go. You know, one of the things I was actually thinking about in the NFT space, and I'm just going to throw this out to you and love to just get your live feedback here on the podcast was, you know, I think we we often think about, you know, the relationship between like an athlete and the fan and the fact that the fan wants to have like the athlete's memorabilia and anyone that's seen any of the videos from this podcast, you know, I have, I collect Wheaties boxes, I collect baseball cards, I collect starting lineups, I have, (laughs) I collect a lot of different uh, sports memorabilia over the years. But I've actually been thinking about it as well in the reverse of what most of this looks like, right? The idea that, you know, we always hear these stories, uh, not always, but there are lots of stories out there where, you know, a a young kid goes to a a camp or academy and is able to get that, you know, exposure to the sport or maybe just that one person that believes in them and they go on to do big things. And so one of the things I was was trying to wrap my head around, I want, like, how could we actually, you know, create NFTs for the youth? in the sense of saying, hey, we want to invest in you, we want to hold NFTs of you and what you're doing. And then as you grow and do whatever you do in life, maybe one that comes to a baseball camp becomes, you know, the next Mark Zuckerberg, or one becomes, you know, the next uh, Supreme Court justice that we have, like, how cool would it be to be able to create some of these like logged on the blockchain, some of these experiences that we have. So I'm curious just from your, like when you're listening to a lot of things that are going on, like, is there elements like where you're like, hey, I can really bring some of this as well because I know for, you know, I I can, pretty much guess that you know a lot of the kids that you're able to kind of work with or be a part of the program they're not going to be there for years upon years and like keeping that you know connection open keeping that like lifeline open I think that's that's a very hard thing to do in this in this world although we're really connected what's your take on that just curious your overall thoughts on that idea
0: yeah yeah it's very interesting I mean I think I think within the baseball world the baseball community is really small like for instance I took my son to his first college baseball game last night Back at Cal, and you know, we're sitting there under the lights. My parents are behind me. Uh, One of the guys I grew up with, playing, playing with one of my former teammates, comes up and he sees me. He doesn't say anything to me. He goes, "Hey, Coach Willie," talking to my dad and catches up with him, talks to him, everything he's doing, and uh, I mean, just that whole story is just just an instance in you know what you the way you can impact a kid as a as a youth. Uh, really kind of sticks with them as they grow up so this guy hasn't seen my dad in probably 25 years but to him hes still coach Willie and he was really impactful in his life so if there's a way to use the blockchain and, and invest in kids when they're young and be able to you know keep tabs on them in a way that's like that's that's cool um, I think it would be pretty neat and I think uh, you know I've got an upcoming camp at a uh, at my old middle school and if there was a way to that's a really small community as well. But if there was a way to to give the eighth grade class, you know, a scholarship on the blockchain and be able to follow their progress, you know, through high school and college and then look ten years down the road and be like, hey, we had three doctors, uh, you know, three teachers, and and this person started a nonprofit. Like it'd be pretty cool to look back on it because you know, you just don't know what the impact is that you're making today on the future generation.
1: No, I mean, that's where exactly where my head was going. And I think, you know, it's very easy for us to forget that, you know, all sides of us, you know, no matter where you are in your life journey, being continued to be able, you know, be motivated and inspired to do the work you're doing, right? There's, I think it's often very like overlooked, like, oh, this person made it and they're giving back and they give back year after year. But that also can lead into a very, you know, frustration, like, hey, is, is the time I'm staying away from my family and your young kids? You know, worth it and making an impact. And if we were able to actually log that on the blockchain, be able to you know invest and see those kind of things kind of grow, I think there's something. I think there's something beautiful there that kind of redesigns a lot of this like networking and and you know connection you know beyond uh, you know different you know people, different experiences. And uh, you know, I'm curious too. From you know, I know you mentioned you listen to the podcast, and I appreciate that. I'm curious for you when you're looking at NFT projects because I, I think this is you know I, I've had some feedback in my Discord and like Brian you need to ask more of the guests, like, what is their, like, what are the, what are they looking for in projects? And I was like, Hey, that's a great idea. I'm, I, I'm always open for feedback here. So I'm curious for you, like with the projects that you've currently, you know, not only invested in as a collector, but I believe there's a, uh, you know, you mentioned meta athletes, but I believe front yard baseball is another one. Like how, when these projects are approaching you, like, what are the things, some of the things that you're asking them or the things that you're looking for before you kind of think about hitching your name to what they have going on?
0: uh yeah it's a lot of time it's the art first and foremost uh like in front yard baseball that really struck a nostalgia nerve with me uh as a kid i don't know if you played it fans or we're we're close in age but there's a game on the old school computer home pc uh backyard baseball and oh
1: baseball. yes
0: oh yes yeah. like that's that's exactly you know the vein that they're hitting right there and you know they switched it from from out back to out front in the house and uh you know they actually are going to create a baseball game to play a computer game or I guess a mobile device game at this point, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's gotta be something that speaks to me. Uh, you know, there's a couple other projects that, you know, like I've got, I'm looking at my open sea wallet right now. I've got a Tigger from uh, Winnie the Pooh, uh, a lot of different baseball projects, but really it's, it's kind of art first and then just kind of checking out the community. Uh, you know, just like everyone I've, I've made bad investments. I've been rugged, I've been scammed. Um, so I kind of checking the discords and, and hopefully it's not, something where you get in the general chat and you can't even type because the the message board's moving so fast and there's a hundred thousand bots in there uh so yeah just trying to do my basic homework really and just see is this something that i'm okay having in my wallet you know if it flops and you know whether it's something i like looking at or at least i think if i learn from every project it's not going to be a loss so you know i've got i've got some stuff that i'm like you know this is useless and it's not worth anything, but I learned a valuable lesson and it reminds me, hey, you know, I was a month into NFTs and I was just buying anything I could get, get at Mint. And, you know, that's definitely not the strategy that I want to use moving forward.
1: Yeah, I, I have an entire bag full of of that <laughs> of that mistake. That's for sure. Not even the ones that are for this project, but there was, I feel like that that was me over the summertime was if I could, if I could feel like I got in on a project at Mint, it would just come in my bag and. Um, I, and I love that you mentioned the art part being such a, a driving force, right? Because uh, I think, you know, I, one of our recent episodes, we had uh, Brian Brinkman here on the podcast. And, you know, I really wanted to dive into that that artist view. But there's also the element of like those that love art that never really realized it could be something that they could share with the world. And, you know, and, and Matt... Matt is who you mentioned earlier, you know, and I, and I think you know, and even you know Kevin Smith with uh, Meta athletes, you know, he's actually t- he just texted me just now, and you know he's he's going over you know art and going over renditions of of art, you know, and and I think it's such an interesting world when we kind of take away like the barriers to like what does it mean to like make a living or to share your passion with the world, and you can almost explore those different you know passions and those different pieces, and so I, I love that you brought up the the art piece being kind. Of like that driving force, Uh, I'm curious from the you know from that standpoint of you know when you look at it from you know you know baseball collectors for those that are you kind of followed you know your journey you know even the things you're doing with your brother and going back to to Cal you know is there anything that like you because I I, you know we have the coin here the ADHD coin Uh, we of course have NFTs. is there anything right now where you're looking at as like a a problem that maybe you're hoping that NFTs can solve or that like, there's an area where you're like, I wonder if, if NFTs fits in this area, in in this arena, because I think there's, there's so many right now use cases, but I also think we're not attacking them by, you know, what are the problems that we wish we could kind of solve? Is there anything that jumps to your mind right now?
0: Um, nothing really comes to mind, but I, I really like the ability for this space to be accessible to so many people. Uh, you know, Uh, I've recently started watching the the Kanye West documentary on Netflix. And, you know, in the first episode, he's he's a genius. He's he's making beats for all these big time people. He's he's playing uh, studio heads, his his soon to be hit records as soon as he can get a deal. But he can't get in the door. And there's this barrier that exists. I think now with this Web3 space and NFTs, that barrier is gone and anyone can dream of anything and put it out there, uh, you know, grow a project, support whatever cause. It's it's really special in that in that way that I think music was maybe 10 years ago where all of a sudden if you had a MacBook, you could put a song online and it, fans could find it. People will find what's good out there now. So I think this space is really interesting because that barrier to enter is, is gone. You know, It used to be you had to have a brick-and-mortar store if you wanted to sell something or do something, but now anyone anywhere can put something online, and especially for the creators who a lot of times went unnoticed and their art went underappreciated. Now they have that avenue to get online and produce something. And then the royalty aspect of it is huge. So um, it's it's just a really cool space. And I, I love how accessible it is for everybody.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%. And if anyone hasn't started the Kanye documentary, I, like, I recommend stop whatever else you're watching at the moment and just watch that document. I mean, you can't – you don't even have to love Kanye to just – to just appreciate this like raw footage and like the ups and downs. And like, he walks to the hallway with, you know, Beyonce there and he's given dap to, to Jay-Z. And then the next you know day, you know, no one is even listening to him or giving the time of day to get signed. And uh, there's actually another documentary as well. For those that are, I'm a documentary fiend. Uh, there's one that just came out on Netflix. It's called Race. With uh, Bubba Wallace, and I, it was so good that I decided, you know, it stayed up many way too many hours last night, and almost plowed through the entire thing, eight episodes. Uh, but it's really interesting on 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 where, on that view into uh, into Bubba Wallace, and even him breaking down uh, the barriers of race inside of of NASCAR, and even you know abolishing the uh, Confederate flag and the movements that were going on there, and, and you know, I I do feel like the the access right the access. Uh, to people and the removing of of barriers is such an important you know, conversation here in NFTs. Right. And I think easily we can talk about the fact that, you know, there's money involved, but there's nothing stopping us from giving free NFTs out to people or airdropping NFTs and putting them into, you know, people's wallets and helping them, you know, onboard into the space. And it's something that I, uh, I know I'm paying a lot more attention to on ways that we can, you know, give back ways that we can, you know, um, kind of celebrate our youth, you know, also bring people in that maybe haven't ever had a chance to be in the early adoption phase, uh, of a technology or of a, of a movement because it is, there is something exciting and exhilarating and and the opportunities are, are truly endless. So uh, Tyson, I appreciate your time. Appreciate you hanging out with us. You know, I would love to know, is there anything that we can do to help out with some of the things that you have going on? You know, we can't unfortunately, you know, you know, push the major league uh, baseball to uh, you know, let's end this lockout and put uh, our players back on the field. I can't even, you know, I remember the last lockout and no, no opening day and like opening day baseball to me is just, you know, it's just, it's something that is, you know, it needs to happen. And, uh, and especially coming out of the the pandemic. But besides that, is there anything we could, you know, help bring awareness to or help uh, kind of share with our, our world?
0: Uh, yeah. So if you want to support my loyalty to my soil program, i actually teamed up with front yard baseball and we're going to do a series of auctions on uh, March 10th on OpenSea, and it's going to be a great opportunity for you guys to get some really cool one-on-one art, and then uh, just know that your money's going to go towards helping that Loyal to Montessori program and put on uh, free camps for kids in the communities out here in, in uh, Northern California.
1: The, the perfect. I have. My, we're going to put it on our calendar. Uh, we'll definitely put that in the show notes here um, in the, you know, in the podcast as well. And, you know, and I just want to say thank you again. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for sharing, you know, part of your journey and also jumping in, right? Jumping into um, our community and, you know, you know, you're supporting the the podcast and the show that we, everything we have by, you know, holding one of our, our founders NFTs. And it's going to be, it's going to be a heck of a journey between now uh, and November 11th when we sell this uh, entire collection. Uh, but it's, you know, thanks to those like yourself that have jumped in and, and supported and and, you know, there's so many others that are you know listening to the podcast every day uh, that make us make this all all happen. So uh, thanks so much, Tyson, for for joining us. And uh, I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Fanzo. And, you know, uh, tip of the cap to you, man. I, I know what 162 games looks like in baseball, but what you're doing every day, putting this co- this podcast out there, it's uh, it's pretty incredible, man. So uh, keep going. If you ever need any help with anything, I'm happy to help out and, and you know be a little relief pitcher for you if if you ever get burned out.
1: (laughs) I like that. I like that. And that that might fit in there perfectly. And uh, I I do see Kevin had jumped in here uh, into the Twitter space as well. So, you know, I'm really thankful for all that support. And, you know, I think for, you know, for everyone that's listening, for me, part of the interviews you know, we're getting inundated with a lot of projects that want to be interviewed. And, and I love supporting projects, but I will tell you, you know, having to research projects that we're going to buy every day, and then I have to research projects that want to be a part of the show or be a part of what's going on. And, and for me, part of the the beauty of this podcast has been, you know, the opportunity to connect with people like Tyson or like with Kevin or with, you know, the meta athletes team, or even, you know, connecting with, you know, a couple other, you know, celebrities. We have, you know, a couple pro soccer players that are in our discord as well. And, and really bringing in the different views, different opportunities for us to present what NFTs look like in different manners, in different ways. And, you know, for me, part of this whole mission is that, you know, I don't think, you know, NFTs are foolproof. I don't think NFTs are are going to be the, you know, the thing that solves all kinds of problems. And we have plenty of, you know, our ups and downs. We have plenty of things that we have to deal with, with security and rug pulls and, and you know, education across the board. But I do believe wholeheartedly that we're able to reimagine what a future looks like, reimagine the way that we look at things like what is the barriers to entry for for people to be able to connect with those that they can be inspired and motivated with. You know, how can we remove these like, you know, little things like loneliness? Right. I I've said for a long time, like my North Star has always been, you know, I don't look at technology to solve people problems. I I believe people solve people problems, but I do believe technology will help us find that, that beautiful, you know, that, that harmony and that humanity, you know, between humanity and technology and it's going to be able to uh, us to open up doors, us to, you know, create new experiences, even, you know, ways that we can bridge, uh, you know, gaps or, you know, areas of the world that really haven't been there yet today. And, you know, my, I just want to say my, you know, my sincere, you know, my heart goes out to. Um, those that are in Ukraine, those that are, are being, uh, you know, affected uh, by this most recent war, and I, I know there's been some, you know, fundraising being going on um, with some uh, through some NFT projects, through some um, crypto projects, and I just love seeing, you know, communities coming together, and you know, I think we're going to see more and more examples of ways that we can really reimagine uh, what this digital world looks like, and ways that we can, you know, truly connect uh, humanity and, and hopefully make. Uh, the world a better place. And so, uh, as always, we are super powered by the ADHD coin over at Rally. Uh, excited to bring on some new sponsors in the very near future. We also have some additional uh, episodes with the Proof of Podcast. But until tomorrow, my friends, make it a good one. Cheers. This show is not financial advice. So, do your own damn re-